I'm Julianne DeLynn Hatton, and you're listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. This series will discuss the Prophet Joseph Smith and the authenticity of the gospel he restored. I'll be speaking with Michael R. Ash, author of the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Welcome, Michael Ash. Hi, Julianne. Today we're talking about premortal existence and the council in heaven from your book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Right. Yes, yeah, a fascinating topic. Do other modern churches believe in premortal existence? I'm not aware of any modern church that believes in it like Latter-day Saints do. Um, you know, certainly there are some that believe in reincarnation, so there was an, uh, a life before the life we have now, but not not really to the degree that we do in, in the Latter-day Saint church versus, like I said, modern churches now. So that's somewhat of an unusual belief that makes Latter-day Saints distinct. Yes, among the Christian community it, it is, yeah. Is there evidence in the Bible for premortal life? There is. Uh, Jeremiah, in fact, in uh, chapter 1, verse 5, is the Lord speaking to Jeremiah said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So he, he's talking about knowing Jeremiah, who he was prior to his birth. I see that scripture on a lot of pro-life billboards, but other than that, I don't see it much in mainstream Christianity. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know a different interpretation given to it by other Christian churches, and they don't see it the same way we do, and, and that's in part because they don't have uh, more modern revelation scriptures that tell us more about the premortal life. You talk about other evidence in your book of life before birth. Yes, there there is evidence among the ancient scriptures, uh, a lot of it Jewish literature, that talked about it. And, and it's interesting because, again, uh, in in modern times, there are groups that believe in reincarnation that turn to this and say, ah, oh, look, you know, the Jews believed in, in reincarnation. If you, we tie it into what we find in the, in the book of Abraham, where it talks about the spirit world and a, a pre-mortal existence, we have a, a more clear picture of what these early texts are talking about. And in the Jewish literature, um, some of them believed that the souls of the entire world were in this like spiritual reservoir and, and were drawn upon to you know populate the bodies and, and come down to earth. The Book of Enoch, which was a very popular scripture by some early Jews and even early Christians. The, the, the book of Enoch, Enoch is referred to or mentioned n not by name, but, but drawn upon by New Testament writers quite frequently. So this was a, a, a book that was probably considered to be scripture among the early church. And in there, one of the things that we read, uh, and I'll just quote this, and everything which is found in this world has been before, and has passed before him, and has been arranged or organized before him. All the creations of the world which have existed in this generation before they came into this world have existed before him in their true form. Even all the souls of the children of men have been before they came down to the world. So here it's talking about these souls existing, and you know there's even 
talk about the waiting chambers where these souls were until it was their turn. And this ties a little bit into our last segment that we talked about with the Restoration, is that these are early doctrines that were accepted by Jews and apparently Christians, but had lost, uh, were got, got lost basically through the uh, centuries until the, it was restored through the prophet Joseph Smith. Well, our listeners are going to have to get your book to get a few details on the footnotes there. <laughs> Great. I've decided to combine premortal existence and counsel in heaven because it segues nicely from us being created before this world was to what exactly were we doing before we came down to this earth? Yeah, and um, what's interesting is that there is a growing body of literature on what uh, is referred to as the counsel in heaven. And this ties back to, again, some early, what, what some people refer to as Gnostic writings or writings that were have kind of uncertain origin or, or don't know really how they fit into some of the uh, uh, Christian or, or scriptural literature of, of ancient times. But drawing upon what we find in some of these hints of, of these, uh, these ancient texts, we find some comparisons in the Bible that all of a sudden... Uh, make more sense. And there are a number of scholars that uh, both inside and outside the church that have written about this council in heaven. Give me some details. Like I said, a lot of non-LDS scholars have written about this as well. And um, and LDS scholars um, also have uh, drawn upon some of this material. For instance, uh, one LDS uh, researcher by the name of Eugene Sitch, he says that, uh, that in this Jewish Genesis version of the book, he, he tells about how God took counsel with the pre-existent spirits before creating the world, and uh, these were the same spirits that existed into the, the early church, um, and, and basically drew upon them for the what would become the mortal church. Um, Hugh Nibley has written a lot about this, about this counsel in heaven that was laid down before the uh, foundation of the world. And, and it's interesting that he talks in, in one of his books about how when the council decided that it was time to, you know, build a mortal church in, in a mortal world, how, how there was uh, um, hymns and praises and shouts of joy that these, uh, this was going to happen. We find some of the same stuff in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, we have uh, non-Mormon scholars like R.H. Charles, who's a very well-known scholar um, uh, of the Bible, where he says that all apocalyptic writing conceives of the whole human history as being determined from the beginning. You know, when we read Genesis, it talks about let us make man in, in our own image. It uses a plural. And William Albright suggests this indicates a meeting of the heavenly council to discuss the creation of man. So there's all these types of things that tie into a belief that there was this early council talking about the coming of mortality and coming of a physical earth and that the spirits were going to be uh, populating this. Did Joseph Smith have a view of the premortal existence? You know, he had through the restoration of the scriptures to a degree. This comes partially from the book of Abraham. So we don't know exactly how the book of Abraham came from papyra or from teachings to the uh, modern translation that we have today, but somehow it was funneled through Joseph Smith. And in that, we learn not only about the premortal existence, but that 
Christ was there and there was a plan proposed and, and so forth. And that's really where the LDS doctrine comes from. And this ties in again to what we find now in these ancient scriptures and, and, and like I said, uh, backed by what modern non-LDS scholars are telling us. In fact, one of the interesting things is that in uh, Amos 3.7 in the Old Testament, um, we read that uh, uh, that surely the Lord God will do nothing but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Well, the word secret comes from Hebrew word sowed, which refers to the council in heaven. Um, in the New Testament, where we read often of mystery, that ties to the same word. So the scriptures are often referring to the council in heaven, even though we didn't realize it until scholars started making these connections, that this council was there, the people in the Old and New Testament were aware of it, and it existed prior to uh, mortality. Thank you, Michael Ash. Thank you, Julianne. Thanks for listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. I'm your host, Julianne Delin Hatton, inviting you to keep the faith. Michael Arash is the author of the book, Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Faith and Reason is produced by Tom Hatton with music courtesy of Arthur Hatton. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of Fair Mormon or The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You can support this podcast by subscribing to it in iTunes and by rating it and writing a review. Questions or comments can be sent to podcast at fairmormon.org or you may join the conversation at fairblog.org.